Hello and welcome to When Will It End, a podcast where we review a series of movies to see where they start, to see where they go. Each installment we ask, when will it end? Do we want it to end? Do we want more? We've been working our way through the Shrek movies and well, at an alarming rate, I will note. Right. And again, we were talking about this. Don't say work. Exactly. Does it feel like work to you? I mean, again. Okay, let me rephrase that. I opened my heart up to the Shrek series, and it poured in Shrek just rapidly. fucking ripped your chest open. I kind of wish we would see... I want like, like a, like a, a Logan-style Shrek movie where Shrek wow. really lets loose. We see like old-school ogre Shrek just like tearing people apart. I know. Eating their livers. Or we, drinking we, their spleen fluid or whatever. Sp- yeah, the spleen fluid. Yeah. We we should start an energy drink company called Spleen Fluid. Yeah, I, honestly, hey, in this economy... What does that mean? I think we'd be disrupting the the energy, oh, energy drink economy disrupting. with a Shrek styled spleen based <laughs> organ juice slurping project. Uh, I mean, and we're gonna get we can just get right into. It. We were offered that. We were yeah, offered no, that. but well, let's go yeah. let's go back because this is the last in the series, maybe. Well, it's the last of of the main series. We we will be doing a supplementary right. addition to the series. We. Look, you can't have us watch four Shrek movies and not watch the Puss in Boots spinoff. Right. Or play Sugar Fever. Right. This morning I had to actually coax Charles out of a, a coma induced by this video game. Uh, I sound like a grandpa. It's a video game. It's a phone game. What is a phone game? Is it a video game? Is it a phone game? It was barely a game. It was just, <laughs> It was Candy Crush, but with Shrek standing on top of the screen screaming his strange phrases and you suspected they got mike myers for it i think so or they just found it from the film i'm not sure but um i don't know it's it's a game that it really was it doesn't feel like it's a part of the verse well let's, let me ask let's, you can this. we do a quick we're just game we'll do a corner we'll do a, yeah. a, a game corner game corner here we go well you're gonna say something well yeah you you mentioned to me that it actually is not just uh a contemporary Shrek game, but there's contemporary political references in the Shrek game. Absolutely. Because we were all wondering when will Shrek weigh in on Brexit. <laughs> so, yeah, there is, there's Brexit jokes. Um, I was saddened to find out that as soon as I received my first stars or coins uh, in-game currency, a little pop-up says the store will be closing in November of 2018, and you can use them. Uh, you can keep playing the game. can't be buying anything after that until the game stops working taking it down from the store in January 19th of 2019. That's heartbreaking. Isn't that heartbreaking? You, you just fell in love with this, and now it's being torn away <laughs> So from I'm going to have to just speed through. I'm, gonna, I'm working. Well, if you think about not it. not working tomorrow, or I'm never working, so I guess we, I can. We just saw Shrek Forever After, which came out eight years ago. Wow. So, I mean, like, in a way, the fact that you're playing a Shrek phone game is kind of crazy. In it is. Itself. It's like almost a decade since the franchise went cold. Guess how many stars it's got on the iOS store. I have no idea how to guess that. Three, three point two. That's a, I mean, you do know how to guess that. I just yeah, did. I already told you I that. I just did. Yeah, I told you. You just said that it was barely a game. I told you it was barely a game, Candy Crush style. You know how to rate that shit. Yeah. Uh, five stars. Five stars. <laughs> it literally has five stars. I think the Shrek fandom are not going to let anyone go to on the wayside. They're really going to keep the whole crew together moving forward. Yeah, so also this morning while I was waiting for you to do my what, morning whatever you do, uh, I was I looking. Planked. Good. How long did you plank? Two well, minutes? I've, I've been staggering it. This was a two-minute day, but I'm doing three minutes. It's it's like been three minutes, a minute and a half, two minutes, like staggering. It's like I'm mm. always building like in a cycle because I was like waking up and trying to do three minutes every day. Right. I was like, this this is crazy. I'm just going to like hurt my back if I do this. Like if I push myself this much every no, single you won't. No, it's it's definitely possible. I have like a crazy. I think I pulled a muscle in my left if shoulder. If you do it right, you can't hurt your oh, back. My God. But you I like do, that. You do it all fucked up. But I'm just saying I like that you, I like that you do it. And I like yeah. that you're staying safe. If you feel like you're going to hurt yourself, don't do it. That's what I always say. Well, if you do like day on, day off, you'll have a better likelihood of making those th- that three minutes easier as opposed to like bitterly fighting for it every time. I think like staggering it makes it just sort of like more like a stepping stool. I want to get to five minutes by the end of the year. That's amazing. Uh, I it's love pretty that. It's yeah. a great resolution. Do you think five Shrek minutes. has ever planked? Uh, no. I don't think so. He can't even plank. I think he would rest on his, his right. bulbous his cylinder. Yeah, he would just Do you think he's explode. just wearing like a barrel? No, we've seen him without his shirt on every... So oh, that's yeah. Oh, okay. Every, so by every... Shrek 4, they settle into we see Shrek waking up shirtless in 2, 3, and 4. I think the second they could figure out a way to, to portray Shrek shirtless, they're like, we really got to go hard on this. Well, that's interesting because they changed the book. They got rid of the book in 3. 
the book was back and forth, but this thing they've really kept. They've really held on to Shrek waking up next to Fiona without a shirt on. A few wisps of hair, those big old green nips. Yeah. They wanted mm-hmm. more hair. Mm-hmm. I wanted more nipple. I wanted wider areolas Giant. for Shrek. This is really... I mean, that makes sense. It just, Of course it makes sense. Based on everything I know about ogres, that really yes. tracks. So anyway, while I was waiting for you to plank, I was wondering what those noises were. Now I, I showered. Yeah. I shaved. You showered and shaved. You it look great. It was a great. productive morning. Thank you. You look great. Your hair looks great. I used uh, my two-in-one. <laughs> oh, you do a two-in-one. Uh, yeah, because I'm lazy. Well, I mean, you could just do a, a none. Uh, I, people have told me that. It doesn't work like that. Okay. I mean, it looks great. I'm not going to tell you how to do anything else. Thank you. You, you think it would look better, like, uh, greasy and crusted with like just stuff? Yeah. yeah. You, you, but you have a coarse mane here. Yeah, well, I haven't showered today. You know, I'm waiting. I'm going to be driving a lot today. So I figure, what's the point of showering? I'm just You're gonna, like, I want to sit in it. I'm just going to be sitting in that sweat box anyway. That's what I call my car. The old sweat the box. The old sweat box. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it moves fast. The fast-moving sweat box. When it's parked, the sweat box. When I'm parking, the sweat box. In all forms, really. The sweat box. The sweat box. Um, Shrek forever after, Well, baby. anyway, I just wanted to let you know that while I was waiting for you to shower and shave and look all pretty, I was trying to hunt down a copy of Shrek Forever After for PS3. I was hoping the iOS game would still be up, but man, there there is a renegade group of developers just taking down Shrek material. That's awful. Yeah, so I wanted to play that this morning. I would, I would have spent $10 on it. Um, I found it for PS3, which I, I have a PS4. Don't that's think a, I can, that's a I can flex play right that. There. Yeah. Out of PS4. Well, I'm concerned because without phone games, how will children know about Shrek in 2019? Well, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Because really here we are. We're at the end of a series, finally. Uh, the last, just like the first episode, we introduced the series. This is going to be like a sad farewell or sometimes a happy. Like, this is where we sort of, we, we'll go through the plot for you, of course, just so you know, you know what happened. But we're going to really dive down, see if this is the end. Should it end here? Do we want more? And, and, and here's the thing. For our fledgling series, to date, we have not wanted it to end. Right. One, two, three. And I think we were all way, I think the most nervous going into three, because three seemed like the first possibility for a serious weak link. Right. Like if two didn't work, it was just over, kind of over. But they got through two with flying colors. We made it to three, really not knowing what to expect, and got easily, in my mind, the buried treasure of the series. Um. The, the the criticism around this movie is this movie series is fascinating because I think critically it goes Shrek two Shrek Shrek Forever After Shrek the third right but we so honestly yeah I think you're right and Shrek Forever After is very highly rated well I mean I think in, 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 in terms Rotten of the Shrek it's got like like a fifty eight or something oh really I mean, I mean I think in terms of the Shrek verse it's like yeah everyone's like oh thank God we're back to this after three which is very strange I think especially if you look at the cast maybe just in two thousand seven people were dumb. I mean, Do you think that could be the case? That's perennially... I always suspect that people are dumb. They just like didn't recognize what they had. And I wonder if we showed... Like, if someone did do Shrek 3... Oh, fuck. You got me doing... Fuck. I got you. Oh, you piece of shit. That's me. Uh, so yeah, no. sorry, Chris. So yeah. sorry, Chris. <laughs> Rupert. God. Julie. I'm not gonna, John. I don't think I should have really even Jennifer. apologized to Eddie or Mike. Yeah, no. Um, uh, as far as the, uh, the critically speaking... 58 for Forever After, 41 for Shrek the Third. And Shrek the Third is a, is a curveball. It's a oh, really yeah. weird movie. Um, and I loved it. And we get to Shrek Forever After, which attempts to do something big and exciting and interesting, but is just really hamstrung by a very lackluster script. Another antagonist who just doesn't really hold the movie up on his own. And it's interesting that people like this more because in a way it's like, it's, you know, it's very formulaic in some ways. Yeah, I think this is one of the interesting things that we've sort of stumbled upon with this podcast. I'm not going to toot our own horns, but this is a great podcast. It really is. Uh, anyone who has not heard us uh, break down the chronology of Shrek really is missing out on uh, Well, I just, I mean, I think this is great because not only do we get to explore a series, but we get to explore a time period. We're talking, we sure do. We're talking, we're looking back. We're looking back at 2001, 2004, 2007, 2010. This is the first Obama era right, Shrek. Exactly. And, Why yeah. do people like this? I'm going to come out and say it. Milk toast dud of a film. Wow. Milk toast dud, dud of, of a, a film. film. That just came right out of my brain. I, it looked like you thought about it. I hadn't. Oh, it's this is just, great. I'm just a... Whoosh. This is the raw truth. 
And I tried to like, should we plan anything? Josh, like, no, just we're just gonna go loose. We're just gonna riff. But anyway, so that, like, why is it an Obama era, 2010 um, America? What did they appreciate about a rehash of movies? So this is the first time we've really gotten like, rather than a random Tiny Tim reference, we have a literal theft of It's a Wonderful Life or or Back to the Future 2. This is just another, this is like an animated version of a movie we already know. Well, okay, to its credit, at this point, I'm very in on the shrek reverse, and I love the idea that Shrek makes a horrible decision with Rumpelstiltskin, signs a contract, and essentially erases himself from Shrek's history. Love it. So we're seeing this, this dark alternate Shrek world where the, you know, authoritarian Rumpelstiltskin holds a, an iron fist over the land with his army of witches, in which he has a very strange relationship. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like the idea... Rumpelstiltskin, it turns out the voice for Rumpelstiltskin, Walter Dorn or Walter Don, was like the script supervisor on the movie or something. He and was this like, is his first movie. Yeah. And he's not bad in it per se, but they put a lot of weight on Rumpelstiltskin. And it's just not a character that I think anyone feels that strongly about. Like, I think, you know, twisting right. the Prince Charming archetype, I get that. You know, when Shrek won, just the whole idea of like, you know, what does it mean of a fairy tale at all? Shrek 2, how do you fit into a society? I think the fairy godmother might ultimately be the best villain we get Absolutely. in the series. Yeah. Because um, Rumpelstiltskin is just kind of like another deranged madman, like Prince Charming. But again, when Prince Charming becomes like a murderous sociopath. Like he like crumbles psychologically right. in Shrek. The ending the of the third is great where he like sets on a play and then he's like, I'm just going to murder Shrek to make it authentic. And he kills people in practice. Like he's just... The way his violence is very muted, but very real. Yeah, it's and more he, like, you know, Schindler's List, Ray Fiennes era villain is. Sure. And then, like, Rumpelstiltskin sort of, like, he reminded me of, like, uh, what, Patton Oswalt in, in, in The Incredibles, like that character. Yeah. E- Ego, yeah. I want to say. No, I'm yeah. fucking it up. Whatever. Like, the, li- the little furious nerd character. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, this is your big ending character is, like, it, it, he just doesn't have enough to him. And it, it's just disappointing. Right. It was He was a bad villain and they he did carry the whole movie i think he could have worked potentially but i i mean we we hit on the the mother load of how to end the series in the last episode of this podcast we get back the three right we that would have been a better brilliant idea unite the three but there's also so many villains there was, there was an idea what was it to unite the three to what three i'm talking about farquaad <laughs> i'm talking about fairy godmother I'm talking about my boy Prince Charming. Yeah. Unite the three. Da da. Da da. <laughs> oh shit, a baby villain? That'd be incredible. That would have been good. If Shrek's own children were ultimately <laughs> villainous. But here's the thing, there's so many bad guys in the fairy tales. Why settle for a rumple stiltskin when you when you have so many characters to be pulling from in that universe well it's kind of funny i think about this era we live in now where there's too many high concept independently made science fiction movies coming out on netflix we we're like how could you ever not want a shrek movie where he signs a magic contract that rewrites history and creates an alternate world and like it's surprisingly it seems complex on its That's surface true. but they don't really you know okay so basically shrek is now he's had his kids he's settled into this lifestyle he can't sit in his shit bath anymore he can't sip his eyeball martini without his idiot wife or his stupid kids <laughs> or his shitty friends showing up to bother him or the and, tour bus or the tour bus who's like look at look at this shrek guy and everyone's like you're not an ogre anymore you're not an ogre anymore you're just some boring old dad man yeah we don't respect you i like when in the when they do that montage of the how is that was a good opening i like the groundhog's day style yeah and it was yeah. just like repetition repetition and at the end just like the tour bus guy's literally screaming undies just that's it and it's yeah. like it was a really good encapsulation i we were hoping that he might just blow his head off uh, but we really i think we did get that sense of it gets a very raymond carver vibe at a certain point where you're like what's this guy gonna do yeah and you totally get why he feels this way but i think one of the flaws of this movie is that it doesn't really explore that it just tells him like the scene where he, he and his wife are having the fight Okay, well, basically, he has a meltdown. He's got the meltdown. At he a birthday party, a and he punches a cake. There's another <laughs> wonderful Puss in Boots moment where he goes, I have found another cake. Like, <laughs> that was good. It's the weirdest day as Machina ever. He just has another cake. The, liter- the exact same exact cake. cake. It's hysterical. So that was good. And then they go out and fight. And I think it's too simple. I think what she just is saying, you're wrong, you're bad, you're not doing a good job. 
Well, okay, I'm the, gonna go back inside when really he is struggling. He well, no, like, no, what she says is, it's like yeah. your life is perfect. You just don't realize it, right? And what but he's is saying that true? is, I have actual needs that aren't being met about my identity, right? And like, here's the thing: four movies in, I think looking back on the series, other than the ugly stepsisters and that entire community that has been done a grave misservice by the Shrek movies, they were still in the fourth one. It was astonishing, but they're not. They weren't a part of it, really. I think they're finally just sort of. Realizing that they don't, they need to keep them in. You know, those Larry King and Regis Philbin. <laughs> that's who Larry King was, yep, that, and that's who, that's who Regis Philbin was. Really bizarre. Wow. Um. Anyways, no. Okay. So besides that community, wow. I think it goes without saying. Cameron Diaz has done a grave misservice in this franchise. Fiona has done a grave misservice. I think in the first movie, she's pretty well written. I like Fiona, and then pretty much almost every movie after that, she becomes just sort of like this boring moralistic sort of speech giver and women are not just there to tell shrek how to be a nicer shrek like and fiona's not just a one shouldn't be a one note character i like in the first movie she's like you're not my prince charming i have to come to terms with myself and this story that's unraveling in front of me and and then in almost every other movie and especially this one yeah she seems to be a badass in this one but really at the heart of this movie she's just like again there to have shrek get some feelings and he's like, oh, it's the best thing about, oh, the, that's, no, that's all right. The best thing about waking up. Is Folgers in your cup? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, the best thing about this day. That's Irish. You're doing oh, a, a terrible. The be, oh, the best thing about today was that I got to fall in love with you. <laughs> all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, she's, like, this badass warrior queen, but she doesn't actually do very much, and she really is the whole time a stand-in for some idea, but also she just totally ignores her husband's cries for help. Like when I, if you're, if, if my husband were punching cakes, yeah, it, maybe in that moment I'd be like, dude, fucking chill. That's we're what gonna, you and your husband would talk. We're going to get through this dude, day. chill. But after this, we need to talk about what's going on. I don't want you to be like, you got perfect friends, you got perfect me, you got perfect kids. Obviously there's something wrong. We need to figure out what's wrong. What we need to do is get Mark Duplass and Jay Duplass to rewrite Shrek Forever After into a togetherness style, like, you know, adult drama. Right. Right. Because that's what it was trying to do, but it ended up being super simple. It just simplified everything. It simplifies their relationship to such a degree that all of his endeavors in the alternate reality are, like, checking off her as, like, an item on his mission quest list, basically. And it's like, this is not a relationship. Yeah. This is literally an objective. It felt like a bad RPG. Right. Like... Also, he's like relentlessly pursues this woman who in this other reality does not know him or does not want him. Right. And he, and she just sort of like acquiesces to his charms, but it's like this like relentless stocky, like, you yeah. know, you know, Urkel kind of like romancing thing where you're like, Oh, this is like actually not romantic. He's just like constantly invading your space, constantly inserting himself in situations. It's and, weird. And again, it's not like back to the future where, they're not going to be under like, oh, I'm a time traveler. I fucked this up. You guys need to get together. It's, hey, you remember that guy that's running this country? He fucked up our life. And they, it's like she would totally understand if he just sat down and was like, I signed a contract with Rumples. He, we used to be married. I need to, we need to fall in love. We need to be love again. And we need to be love again. We just need to be love again. Right. I think that's going to be Trump's 2020. We just need to be love again. Make America just be love again. We need to be love again. We need to be love again. Um, okay, just to, to, to recap briefly the plot here. Um, angry Shrek is frustrated with his life. Creepy Rumpelstiltskin. And they do really great camera work in that one scene where he's spying on them talking. Yes. They have him out of focus in the background. Yeah. Like stuff in animated movies that most people, I've never seen that in an animated movie, I think, quite that clever it's yeah, the mise-en-scene is, is mm-hmm. deliciously Again, composed i would say shrek shrek 2 is so lush and verdant compared to shrek 1 which is like again looks crazy <laughs> looking back over the course of the series that decade made such a difference it's unbelievable i would love to go back enough for this podcast but really go watch like toy story 1 toy story 2 toy story i mean maybe we will someday well, I mean, Toy Story 4 was announced, so I think we're really on the verge of that being a real candidate. But, like, watching Toy Story 1, where, like, I think it seems like early animation was so just trying to get the computers to work that they didn't even think about cinematography. And now mm. it's amazing to watch, like, the way they can do, like, Hitchcockian camera trick. Like, all this stuff where, like, the, it's as though a magic camera is really being directed where it needs to go. What's the best way to view the scene? 
Well, I think like uh, particularly the flying in this movie. There's a few flying sequences that I think were excellent. Tell me about it. Really beautiful, well done. Um, yeah, like like there's a, a a few set pieces where they're hurtling around Rumpelstiltskin's palace on brooms. Oh yeah, when they're flying with the dragon oh. and the whole family is riding the dragon through the clouds. Oh my god, some really beautiful stuff. When that when they when those little when those little dragon mules are bumping up against that big dragon belly. Mm-mm-mm. Oh my god, the, it's like we're right there. It's it's like I was right by the the mutant donkey dragon babies. I closed my eyes and I just like reached out to touch the belly, the belly. But but here's the thing. Shrek the Third, basically just a smoother Shrek Two visually, and but it has some of these really wonderful, very arch, ridiculous shots. Like I, I keep going back to that wonderful shot of Prince Charming in the broken alleyway in the shadow of the castle. This movie doesn't really have a lot of images that resonate or stay with me. I kind of like the the grand palace floor opening up at the end of the movie in the climactic sequence. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool, but. Again, it's smoother and there's some nice shots in it, but like nothing, it's visually speaking, it's not a very interesting movie compared to two or three, I think. Yeah, no, I I think in every way this movie is flat. I mean, it's like we've talked about Mike Myers' performance the entire time. This is This has so much Shrek in it. I think even more than Shrek 1. Like Shrek is big in this one and he's a boring actor. He doesn't quite like, why would I want to watch this beast that just sort of talks like he just is like everything he says is so flat and boring i don't buy it also like i I guess part of it you could argue is because he just become more socialized since the first movie but there's times where like he has like little shtick and little bits that are like way too knowing and winky yeah where like it's very much mike myers doing a thing and it feels less and less like shrek and that's the problem i think Big Dick Shrek in the first movie, that first third where he just doesn't go fuck. The thing he wants to get back in this movie, it's yes. really gone. Let's and the movie that. is like prepared to say, like, no, that's gone. Like Shrek is now like a responsible community member. That's right. Over. That he hates his life. We never actually never saw. Okay, so again, so he he has this horrible day. He goes to Rumpelstiltskin and has been plotting and scheming to take over the kingdom for reasons. Well, yeah, because initially, sort of like this is like basically we get this a lot in series where. You know, the first, the last, the third was about uh, Prince Charming feeling like he didn't get what he wanted. And this one's like, this is like Death Star 2. It's like, oh, uh, we need a new villain. Uh, we, we can't think of anything. We'll just have Rumpelstiltskin also feel like he deserved to have the kingdom. But weirder, they allude, they, there's Rumpelstiltskin appears in two or th- in three. Yeah. Where Charming's like, didn't you never got your firstborn, did you? Remember that moment? Well, yeah, but that's because that's the... The classic. That's I know. the story of Rumpelstiltskin. But in, in this one, basically, Fiona's parents almost signed a contract that would have given the kingdom to Rumpelstiltskin if he would have removed Fiona's curse. But it's averted by Shrek. But at the moment the moment Cleese gets out the magic pen, some man just comes, hey, your daughter got rescued. What a guy. While we're talking about hand servants, uh, I really... Really, really regret not talking more about Kyle and Shrek 2. Oh, right. Oh, no. I'm just thinking right now, and I'm like, oh, we never talked about Kyle. At all. And that's Really. A, Kyle is a marvelous part of Shrek Remember when we were talking how good this podcast was? Yeah. This, this is that's the first shit podcast. The first crack in our otherwise flawless facade. God, fuck. But it is a facade. Our apologies to Kyle, who is a wonderful part of the shrek Yeah, I right? wish he was more. Like, that's something that he could have come back. He's the best hand servant of the entire series. The best, like, Perhaps the best attendant. hand servant yeah, ever. We maybe. got Jeeves. Yeah. Uh, we Watson. Have... No, he's not. Sorry. I'm not. Sorry. He's a doctor. I'm sorry. He's Jesus. a fucking okay, doctor. Fuck, I'm sorry. Alfred. Okay. Jeeves, Alfred. I mean, you got the handmaid from the hand, Handmaid's Tale. There's yeah, lots of them I've in never there. seen it or read it. It's God, that show is. Um, it's like it's good, but I can't watch it. Yeah, it would be like if Shrek Two. You know the feeling you get from the opening thirty minutes of Shrek Two. I think we all know that feeling. It's that's the entire show. Fans of the show, they're all nodding in yep. their cars mm-hmm. while they work out yep. in their office cubicles. We know that feeling. We all know that Shrek 2. Is it the Handmaid's Tale or Handmaiden's I think it's hand, Handmaiden's Tale. So the Handmaiden's Tale is 100% that just raw hatred of everything that you're watching. Mm. No, it's a relentless desperation. So I, I watched three episodes and then my, my Hulu subscription ran out. So, my Hulu subscription ran out. So I just didn't, didn't renew it. And we'll never know. We'll just never know. <laughs> what won't we know? There's, I have no idea. Which is the best handmaiden from the Handmaiden's Tale? We'll save that for our Handmaiden series. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, okay, so Rumpelstiltskin, he, he feels like, you know, Shrek tore away his chance to control the kingdom. Can I just jump back in? Oh, please. Your fa- just, if you have a favorite handmaid or hand, what's the... what's the Handspo, it's handspo. What's the man's handspo? What's That's a man hashtag hand- for... I don't think it really... I mean, uh, Hans- manser- manservant. I manservant. Guess. If you got a favorite manservant or handmaid, uh, hashtag manhand. Hashtag manhand. Yeah, great. Nailed it. Um, yeah, okay, so Rumpelstiltskin manages to get Shrek wasted. Okay, so Rumpelstiltskin, crucial things to know about Rumpelstiltskin, has a, a, a horrifying goose friend. <laughs> the best goose friend. The best goose friend. An incredible character. <laughs> yeah, great character. Just I like really a like terrifying tooth. Was it a swan or a goose? Or a what swan, is? I okay, think. It's like this like, terrifying, like, t- like fucking like, dinosaur-sized swan <laughs> with huge teeth. <laughs> Who's just like a nightmare, and no one yeah. really says and anything about it. The it's... camera work on that duck swan goose <laughs> is just like all these weird close-ups and long holds. Really it's, great work. Yeah, they really lean into how weird this the sidekick is. Which sucks that it didn't, like, Rumpelstiltskin could have been badass villain. I wanted way more goose, for sure. Once yeah. we saw the horrifying goose, I was like, this is sick. And, okay, so the goose drags around an onion-shaped cart. That Rumpelstiltskin has an amazing, like, traveling mobile bar slash office in. It's so good. It's so awesome. It's like the potion scene from the second one. Yeah, it's like this really but, like, awesome, magical environment. Tiny. Yeah, it, like, really works. And basically, Rumpelstiltskin's like, hey, Shrek, you mad at your wife? You hate your kids? Drink, like, 28 eyeball martinis and sign this fucking contract. Itinis, I believe they're called. Itinis, yeah. Yeah. We finally, finally they, they retcon in a name for those martinis. <laughs> Which they've been drinking downing in by the gallon the entire series but we finally get some some closure on that they're like we're closing out the series what do we have to do oh right i teenies we yeah, have we to make it canon. it's canon it's can- <laughs> there's a wiki entry on the shrek wiki about the i teenies there's gotta be there must be if there isn't instant. i know what i'm doing the second we're done recording yeah i mean there obviously is we're not the first fools to watch shrek Though, honestly, I do think we may be some of the first fools to watch all four Shrek movies back to back. We were talking about that. It's, I think it's an really, it's undignified for sure, but it's like, I think not many people would ever do that. We got the Lord of the Rings crew. I'm sure, I was saying, like, I bet 80% of our generation has watched those three movies back to back. I am in the 20% who has avoided it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars, maybe not the whole series at this point because it's so big, but I'm sure... Up until recently, the first six people did that. That's probably pretty common. I think it was maybe it was last Christmas. Or I'm Jewish, so often Christmas is a boring, long day with nothing to do. Maybe Christmas before last, I want to say. My brothers and I watched Rogue One five, uh, 4, 5, 6. Right. Uh, and that was a pleasure. I would do that again in heartbeat. Yeah, there's all these series that get that. Like The Matrix, maybe. Well, maybe that's going down to like 40% of our generation's done those three in a row. But like I don't, I bet we're in a very small group that's decided to sit down and watch Shrek one through four in a in a twelve hour period of time. Well, we wanted to immerse ourselves in the Shrekiverse, and I think we we really did that. We did. Like I we think... lived in that world. We fucking sat in that shit bath. We oh fucking God. drank the itinies. We were singed by the mutant baby donkey dragons. Ah, oh. and I think honestly that might have been a disservice to the podcast because I think we went a little too deep. Is it, it's possible. I think we were like, wow, this is our world now. Let's rather than be like, why is this our world? We just fell right in. We embraced it. Yeah. I just started pissing on fires and eating bugs and oh farting. I, well, we did actually, in a very Shrek-like move, I think, rip down some Taco Bell before watching Shrek <laughs> Forever After. And I, I think I was farting on a Shrek and Fiona level, like an ogre level farting game. Well, I mean, it is a life hack for a vegan, for a militant vegan like me. It's a hashtag life hack. You know, Josh had a term for it. I don't use that term because it never comes out right. The fresco style. Fresco style at, at Taco Bell. Here's a here's a here's a hack upon the hack. Oh boy. If you're a vegan or you want to try it out because if it's this so is good. about the beans, I'm it's about the beans. Jesus. Okay, so if never ask for fresco style because half the people who work at Taco Bell don't understand that what you really want is subbing the beef for more beans. So you have to do is no beef, no dairy extra beans don't even say fresco that'll just confuse they'll top they'll punch in fresco and then start we thinking about their dick again we have to get back to shrek we no need... i think this podcast is 95 for mostly for uh, adherence to the Shrekiverse for this series and then also a small set of vegans who need your advice on taco bell or ordering. people who are just looking into becoming vegan i don't mind talking about it 
I bet Trek would get a Taco Bell product and squeeze it out of the tortilla and go. <laughs> He'd probably just, no, he'd probably dump the filling, shit in the taco. And then <laughs> eat, eat the fucking shit taco. <laughs> yeah. I'm Shrek. There were chimichangas in this one. Yeah. Well, no, what, what Shrek is sending away his life for is a return to that shit-eating lifestyle where he's like, I want a day where I'm a fucking ogre again. I want to be scary. Right. And I think that's also- He wants his mojo back. That's why the third was so good is because we actually got some random violence out of Shrek where he like literally set boats on fire, killed people by accident. Like it wasn't planned, but- his wanton violence was coming through. Here, Shrek has a magical fantasy land to do anything he wants. He can rip apart bodies. He can fuck corpses. He can shit in his mouth. He can do all these things and more, or just those things. Well, the dedicated can do all of those things in our reality, too. Well, I'm just saying he doesn't feel like he's cable because he's got three kids. He's got a wife. So he signs this contract to become an ogre again. And what does he choose to do? Chooses to whisper "rar" in, a, in an old lady's ear trumpet. That's true. He that chooses to pretend to be a, a, a watermelon, oh, or even better, a bride. Yeah, he just pretends to be a bride. He fakes being a bride at a wedding, and then so chases the wedding party away. So here's what we, we get: we well, get. Well, a, we do get. We do get. Yeah. Oh, this is the part where you run again, right? Which is a reference. So bookending the whole the first series. And the fourth, yeah. Shrek is boring. Shrek is not an ogre. I don't think he ever really is a real ogre. He pretends to be to keep the first one. It made sense. He doesn't want to be violent, but he really wants. He hates that people don't like him, so he wants to shut himself in. It's not that he wants to run around scaring people. It's just that's his. That's the way he deals with his life. That's here, his wall. That's his wall that's that his he's wall. building. Yeah. Here, like I just wanted him to go back to the old old days, back to his youth when he's like actually ripping apart bodies, fucking corpses. Drinking spleen juice, in shitting in a taco mouth. Yeah. No, yeah. But all we get is some little hijinks running around town. It's very mild. It's very, like, silly. So that's where we're getting. 2010. Well, what happened that year that made everyone want to just, like, watch a boring, empty, lighthearted farce of a film that, like, could have been super dark? This could have been fucked up. This could have been violent. This could have been incredible because this isn't appealing to kids anymore no it's for sure at this point for people who saw shrek in 2001 which is not kids um no i, I hear no, you it's and for I all think, the like, boomer generation we, we're we watching see, shrek. like the ogre resistance which is like an interesting idea but it yeah. feels very hackneyed and like as a devout fan of demolition man you know you really have the ultimate resistance leader performance and dennis leary do you need more I don't know. It's hard. I'll to take improve. more, but I'll try. Well, they bring in like okay, they bring in John Hamm, one of my favorite actors, to play Brogan, who is like, second in command. Yeah, and such a meaningless character with no articulation or definition at all. I don't know. We we get more ogres. The only real standout is the chimichanga chef, right? They throw in a bit about chimichangas that isn't funny per se, but it's sort of nice. Like I liked the chef. He guy. does launch them eventually. We do finally get closure on the chimichangas thing. Also, in the alternate universe, too, we get a sort of a reboot of not just Shrek and Fiona, but Shrek has to reapproach Donkey, and we watch right. them like become friends again. I actually thought parts of that worked and were quite sweet. That's true. I did like that. That's like what we've sort of been hoping for. I've been hoping for the entire time since Shrek 1 was more of an exploration of their friendship. I think it was more of a rehash of 1 rather than doing anything new. That's this problem. This was like just sort of reminding us of it was the ultimate nostalgia masturbation film. Where it's like, oh, look at all this shit that you watched when you were a kid. Here, we're going to just do it again. Yeah. It didn't really do much. I, I liked it, mostly because Donkey just looked better this time. He looked like shit in Trek 1. Like the hair. Oh, remember the hair movement in this one is real enticing. Well, this this movie felt like fan service, but the kind of like end of Harry Potter series fan service that sucks. Where you're yeah. like, everyone gets their little thing and they're all, we're all, it all confirms. We knew the whole time that they're all in love and love each other. And it doesn't really ex- interrogate any of that very deeply. No. Essentially, Shrek has to realize that he's being emotionally distant, which is like, okay, I get that. But it doesn't really go much farther than that. Because like, I don't know, uh, being married, being a father, uh, being like- You're both the- those things. Yeah, yeah, yep, I'm married and a father, and that's how it happens. No, I almost was in an alternate timeline where I did get married, but I yeah. I went back in time and fixed it right through a calamitous breakup. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, this movie swings big on its surface, and then but ultimately the real battle it's fighting is very small. Right, and it's it's another tight ninety. This is like watching. Uh, 
the World Series played with wiffle ball bats. Right. Like, I really want to, I don't know. I I, li- I I don't know. I like things about it, but it just didn't take it all the way there. I like that, you know, the donkey's getting whipped by witches, and he's, like, singing, like, work songs. It's, like, kind of dark and weird. But, you know, it gets cute pretty quick. And the stakes seem somewhat low. Like, in these movies, they introduce, like, all this weaponry and all this violence. But, like, we know nothing crazy is going to happen. There's no tor- there's no Braveheart shit going on in yeah. Shrek Forever After. Yeah. So the stakes feel quite low. And we also know, like, in all the other ones, either I didn't care or they did a good job of sort of just making the story. Like, even if you know, like, we know how the plot's going to work. But Shrek 1, 2, and 3 all, like, found ways to subvert her expectations or make it about something else. This was like so just rote and well, th- formulaic. There was that, that point where we had like a half hour left. We're like, well, we know they're going to kiss eventually. So here's all this bullshit right. until we get to the kiss. So, of course, like there's the fine print in the contract he signed with Rumpelstiltskin. Okay, so the, the mechanism of the movie, which makes its chronology quite easy, is that Shrek gives up one day of his life for one day of Rumpelstiltskin's life or something. No, Rumpelstiltskin no, no, no. gives him a day... Of being an ogre in exchange for the very day he was born. Any day he wants. And drunken old bum of a ogre Shrek's like, yeah, you can have any day you want. So old Stiltsky is like, I'm taking your birthday. Suck my dick from them back. Yeah. And then all the other days after that are gone because the, his first one's gone. You so, can't have a two without a one. Of course, Shrek must kiss his true love to escape before midnight or something or 24 hours. Because so he's seen the kiss in the morning. Right. So here's what was weird was the timeline didn't work out. That's why you said it's easy, but it actually isn't. So technically, I mean, unless... So it's 24 hours. They claim it's one full day, but, but it gets he confusing. But he signed the thing in, in the middle of the night. Yes. And then suddenly they have until dawn, even though they mentioned midnight. So no, it was... They they really fucked up. Like Shrek, Shrek 1. So fucking easy. We got to keep track of every fucking day. I love that. Also, if you think about it, Shrek went back to the birthday party when it was done, not Stiltskin's house when exactly. he initially signed it. There are some questions about the chronology of Shrek Forever After. We clearly need at least a week or two to sit down and jot out exactly. But it's lazy. It's not that we need anything, Josh. They wow. They fucked up. Like they needed, they needed the story to go back to right before he punched the cake because that's where he lost it. Actually, he lost it when he screamed at that weird kid that talked like, a, a smoking old lady. I love lady. you, Daddy. <laughs> Don't do that. I hated it. Do the do do the rock. Do the rock. Do the rock. Do the rock. I love you, Daddy. I love you, Daddy. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> so that funny. was like the most fucked up part of the movie, I think. But anyway, like they needed to go back to that scene. They needed the daybreaks to show that Fiona wasn't going to turn back into a person. You know what would have been cool? What is having Fiona be a person amongst? her ogre friends like that would have been an interesting dynamic and, and have the reverse acceptance to right show that both cultures can learn something a thing or two about acceptance there's so much that was missing from this movie there's yeah. so much that it didn't actually touch on also okay they, they allude to all this ogre brutality that never emerges which is a bummer for me because they're like at one point brogan's like ah, i like this donkey guy i see why i haven't eaten him yet Arr. and it's like we're like they allude to like chimichanga right i'm like i want to see ogres like being ogres like Fucking and fighting and ripping spleen and slurping on organ juice. And we don't get any of that. They're just like sort of vaguely noble oppressed people. But like they allude to their like very comfortable with eating people. So I don't know. It's just like it's very the tone is very uneven. It doesn't really dig into the details of the world. And I know this sounds insane. We're two men talking about how the Shrek universe didn't get specific enough about ogre brutality. But I really, I want that. If I go to Ogre Land, give me Ogre Land. And if you're going to talk about it, especially, like if you're going to make them be nice, like, oh, they were, ogres have actually been misunderstood the entire time. We just don't like them because they look ugly. Don't have them talking about eating shit that most people don't like. Just get rid of it or embrace it. Don't, you can't walk this dumb, fat, tightrope of, bullshit right like don't do that to me if ogre culture is to be believed at face value it is in fact a terrifying violent culture of depravity and you know just unbelievable brutality mayhem we get none of it they're just sort of like nice people who want to eat chimichangas it's weird and unrewarding yeah it's it's uh i think in terms of a series talk it's like this is where I don't know if it's money or culture or something, but something diverted Shrek. The Shrekiverse, in the, much in the same way that I feel like Shrek 
signs a contract to get another day and then ends up in an alternate reality that isn't his anymore. I feel like that's what happened to the series. Well, they tried to go big with this and it just ends up feeling hollow. And in three, they're like, we're just going to try some shit out and string it together loosely. And it completely works, despite that sounding so bad. They're they're like, we're just going to really like loosely look into this world and like just create a lot of space to fill in with weirdness. And it's great. In this one, they go for this very big idea and it just doesn't really have a satisfying moment. I think, look, at at this point, you know, let me ask you this. Are you asking when will it end after Shrek 4? Sort of. Not really. I'm asking where did the end go? Mm. I'm on the same page with you. Yeah. We're like, I don't really want it to end because, look, they made it one, two, I would say three out of these four movies are either interesting or good movies. They're Shrek. Right. I I would go at the end of the day, should we save our rankings or no? Yeah, let's save our rankings. Well, no. Okay, let's just do it. Yeah, we can. Well, we're going to have to every time. I mean, that's the first time. So we're going to walk you listeners through it. But like every, when we get to the end of a series, we got to rank them. We got to rank them. We got to rank them. At em. the end of the day, for me, it goes three, two, one, four. At the end of the day, for me, it goes three, two, one, four. Right. I think three is like legitimately full of delightful moments that I, I we went back to rewatch. There is ecstasy. Right. Like I think three has transcendent moments where they, they dig into the world in the way that four never does. The gingerbread man flashback, the baby dream, Merlin, like so many things so good it felt like that was the first time i really felt like we were living in their world where we just got not random bits of pop culture but random bits of shrek culture where it's like wow that was totally unnecessary but fun and awesome and i and i feel like this is a part of the world many of the people i've told that we watched all four shrek movies in one 12-hour period were like oh i'm so sorry three made this entire experience worth it where i think i never would have watched shrek the third without this yeah. And Shrek the Third fucks. It's a good movie. It has great stuff in it. Like, okay, so again, that's the best one for me. It, 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 like you just said, it feels the most like we made it. We made it to this plateau of just right. pure Shrek. The seri- this is what the series is for. The series is about creating a space where other directors, other actors, other other writers can get involved. And it doesn't matter because the universe is strong enough that we can have fun in this place with a new set of people. Yeah. And then Shrek 4 comes along and they just, it's just like, what a waste of a decade. It's not fun. It's not quirky. It's not, we don't learn anything really because it's an alternate reality. So like none of it really sticks. There's one second of this film that totally encapsulates what's wrong with it. We get Shrek changing diapers. POV shot from Baby. Yeah. A stream of yellow liquid, unending liquid is pouring out of the POV cam. Some gets into Shrek's freaking mouth. Some gets right in the mouth. This is like this is like Pornhub shit. This is like recommended channel. Right. What Charles POV looks for is water POV sports. baby water sport daddy diaper. <laughs> yeah, and it's like bonus green. This is so good. Um this is finally like we've had such little shit and piss and vom. Very little in this movie, and I was like, finally some piss. This is what Shrek's all about. And they cut back to the baby. Cut back POV shot from Shrek. It's a fucking water gun. It's a, it's a, it's a fish. So it's a fish. fish. So it's sort uh. of weird because it's like squeezing out a fish, but it's also so unrealistic. There's no way a little baby fish is going to hold all that water. No. So it's like, again, they're like toying with us. They're like, this is the shit that you want, but no, this is fucking Obama era America. We can't handle shit and piss anymore. Okay, Bill Burr, take it down or not. <laughs> I'm not I don't, just because I live in Boston. You could you you have a frame of like a wiry little angry man. He's bigger. He's a little bigger. But I guess he's older than me. I might turn into a burr. Maybe. I might become a burr. He looks like he works out. He does work out. He talks yeah. about it. Yeah. He talks about his fighting weight all the time. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't have a fighting weight cuz well my fighting weight is like a lean 125 so I can run real fast. Running is not fighting. Right. That's my that's that was that was that was a joke. Running is not fighting. That was the, that was my that's my math there. Shrek would never run. Shrek barely runs in any of these movies. He, he goes right on in. He waddles. He waddles right in. Was there a nut blast in this one? <laughs> did he get his nuts crushed? Yeah, I, I think, think he did. So. Yeah, he gets oh, did kicked. He? he gets kicked in the nuts. Okay, good. Yeah. By a donkey. Good. When they're like, or was that? In, I'm losing focus. I can't remember. If that I think was four in... movies deep all the time. Strikes had his nuts <laughs> smashed, all sort of blend into one. <laughs> one big nuts. I remember the first one, of course, sliding down the the. the that was beautiful. The, the the column. See, that's the kind of shit that this movie didn't have. It didn't have just like random weirdness. It was so 
glossed over. It was so well. You have, you have fat puss in boots, which is sort of cute, but like it's it's. I kind of I think actually Antonio Banderas's voice acting in this was ex- excellent. That's true. I think him observing Shrek and Fiona was more interesting than their interactions. Oh yeah, long shot. and like his excitement, like is he yeah. even finally. Well, okay. The guy. To, to go back to my rankings. Yeah, go back to the rankings. Three is on top. So it's like, again, if you're going to watch a series, that's the idyllic series movie where you're really just in it. In, in my mind, it's like the Rogue One experience where you're like, I really feel like I'm just in Star Wars now. Like, this is just like a thing that could happen in the universe and it, it actually exists with relatively little, you know, right. explanation. It just works in this world. And again, I'm just going to interrupt. We keep talking about Star Wars. We're never going to do Star Wars. I'm sorry we keep talking about it. I think we can allude to Rogue One. I know, but I, I feel I don't bad. Like, live in a we're world never going to do Star Wars. So Okay, I'll tamper just, it down a little uh, bit. I mean, you can bring it up. I just want to keep reminding listeners that we talk about it every once in a while, but it's really not going to, we're not going to really explore Star Wars. Yeah, okay, fine. I'm willing to go on. Okay. Okay, okay so um, two is like, I mean, so my number two in the series is two, where two says like, we're here, we're Shrek, deal with it. This is a movie. It's not just like a, like a weird sort of, you know, sandbox. We've really established that there are stakes, things happen in it. Um, there are real emotional things going on that are resolved. There are characters that are, you know, new and interesting Two, number two. I think that really defines the series in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have three without two. And that takes me to number three. Number one, Shrek. This is very confusing. I know. We're flying around <laughs> hot and fast. Numbers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three would be the original Shrek. It, it establishes the world. It creates, you know, the foundation for the rest of the series. Again, barely a movie. Given how much shit happens in two, three, and four, one is like, one cut scene, basically. Yeah. I'm amazed one is 90 minutes. I want to almost right. go back and watch and be like, how is that 90 minutes? There's so much shit it's happens true. in the other ones. And then one very little happens. I think, I, I'm so sorry to talk about Star Wars. I really am. But like, that's the same feeling when you watch A New Hope. It's like, we did just I'm talk so, about I, this. I'm Charles, sorry. you just reprimanded me for talking I, I about I didn't reprimand one. you. I was just sort of reminding listeners that we're really like not going to talk about. Felt I'm like so sorry. It didn't mean, I didn't mean it to be a reprimand. I'm sorry. I'm going to sign a contract to take me one hour ago in the past. Wow. What's going to happen? I can live a life before you reprimanded me. That's cool. It's That's pretty cool. cool. I love that. I've got to kiss my true love by noon. <laughs> we can kiss by noon. Um, I was just saying, like, when you watch A New Hope, like, how is that 90 minutes? You watch, like, Thumb Wars, which is a spoof of Star Wars. You watch all these spoofs. They somehow do the whole plot. You watch, like, the Star Wars porn parody. It's like, all these get the same shit done with a lot of fucking in less than 90 minutes. Oh, sure. So, like, well, yeah, exactly. Why is this? This movie is padded. But I think why Shrek is 90 minutes because it allows for Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, and maybe a little Lithgow to like really interact as character actors or not character, but like strong actors doing their thing. And it really succeeds. Like you got the onion, you got the, what else you got in that movie? There's like a lot of bits that everyone knows and they're, they last because they're actually good. Like the onion thing. I was like, well, let's see how this holds up after 20 years. Right. And then in two and three, even as those main characters or performances get less interesting, they're putting in the right kind of variables, the Eric Idols, the John Cleese's, the Jennifer Saunders, the Rupert Everett. Like they're, they're putting in other actors who can actually hold the weight. The excellent supporting cast of Gingerbread Man, the three little oh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Um, so that's, yeah, exactly. And, so and, and they, then, but you get to four and it just feels vacuous and the supporting characters are not like they're bearing bad. the load. We get v- precious little from our beloveds, we, the the gingerbread man as the like uh, battle crazed like that was great. That was amazing. The but gl- he's in gladiator, two scenes. Gladiator gingerbread man was phenomenal. Yeah, and he says nothing. He has two scenes. Pinocchio keeps like trying to hold become on, a hold boy on. again. Here's a thought I had watching this, and I'm like, we lost so many of our fun references in Trek Forever After. They really kind of like sideline a lot of those references. It's it's a little bit less quippy, I guess. What if? I know it's like a decade after the fact. If Gingerbread Man had looked up and Shrek and gone, are you not entertained? Mm. I would have loved that. Mm. You have Gingerbread Man as mm. a gladiator. Give him mm. some gladiator shit to do. Yeah. I would have loved a Gingerbread Man. Are you not entertained? <laughs> that would have been really great. Yeah. So I think also we're, we're losing pop culture references. This is what we have. This is what, at least what I predicted. I don't remember what you said, but I was predicting by the fourth one. Those the music, the pop culture, it's all going to be sort of everything is so much smaller in this movie. It's so like trying to be a story. It's trying to lose everything that Shrek was. We're like we very quickly derailed into what America wants, not what Shrek wants. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not entirely capturing the connection you're making here culturally. I just think they they 
They had this big idea and realized that again, it seems like well, just movies aren't new... about just goofing around anymore. There's like there plenty was, a... of, there's plenty of goofing around movies. Not in the same way that Shrek One, Shrek Two goofed I suppose around. That's right. Well, let me say this. Um, this is a whole new crew, right? I, I think the writers and directors of Shrek oh, yeah. after, yeah. This is the, maybe the worst iteration of the creative team we've seen. Again, visually, it's 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 a pleasure to look at. Mm. But unlike the other movies, I I was kind of looking at the clock, which I think is the, really the first time in the series. So okay, to get back to our core question, I asked you, I'm actually not ready for the Shrek universe to end. I really think to make it three movies in that are three very solid movies, this is a misstep. It's not terrible. But like it hasn't killed my appetite for the Shrek reverse. I right. really could go if Shrek Five ever makes it out of production, which, which seems unlikely. At this uh, point. I was reading Wikipedia today in November of 2018. Somebody came through and saying, "Yeah, we're gonna come. We're gonna reboot Puss in Boots. We're gonna reboot Shrek." Wow! So it could happen. It, and I, I would, I invite that. Here's what. I, here's my take on it. Okay. Um, I'm the kind of guy. Everyone's talking about Fast and the Furious. Everyone's loving Fast and the Furious. Like as though five was like this good thing. I like I like them okay. I don't think they're great. I don't think they like they're not quite as ecstatically violent or the action sequence. They, I don't know. It's fine. Fast but Five is an American masterpiece. I think fa- I'm I'm a seven guy, but that's just because seven's good. Seven's amazing, yeah. but that's just because Paul Walker, the whole Paul Paul Walker thing, brings it to a whole new level for me. But anyway, my point is, for me, the '90s, early 2000s, all the Vin Diesel, Paul Walker shit, they slowly are realizing that. It's more becoming a Statham rock joint. And I think that's what Shrek needs to figure out is that even though he's the title character, he cannot, he's not, Mike Myers, especially what, how fucking old is Mike Myers? Like, does he really want to be the Scottish ogre anymore? Well, also, you know, famously, I don't know how much you know about his relationship with Dana Carvey, but he's not an easy man to work with. Mm. This is a guy who wanted to write Garth out of Wayne's World too. Yeah. Wow, I mean, there are times in his life where he was like really controlling and like really like it seems like a creative partner that was very difficult to work with so yeah what you're saying is true like i don't know how interested he he really is in like riffing with the gang yeah so i am to answer your question about the shrekiverse i could see it either way i think we have one two three and for me that fulfills my needs as a shrek fan i love shrek i don't love shrek the person i love the i love what they're doing but so i could see that being fine for is so far away from what I wanted. I could see this not being the end, but three as the end. And we're, I'm like, I don't need any more. I'm happy. But if they really figure out a way to make the universe feel real again, find new characters that aren't boring ogres or like, yeah, we, the supporting, they need a supporting cast that can get me back into this world. I'm back in. I almost want to see like, here's an, here's my pitch for Shrek. 5. Let's hear it. Elevator pitch. Sure. What floor are we going to? Ooh, let's say we're getting on the ground floor. Yeah. We're going to 33, baby. Okay, great. So we got some time. Got like, you know, maybe and we two got some people coming minutes. in, yeah. coming off. So yeah, we okay. got some time. How about this? How about we join outsiders who enter the Shrek universe as outsiders? What are we talking about here? I'm talking about explorers, space travelers, aliens. I want some sort of very stark contrast situation where people have to like come in and sort of see the Shrek world from the outside. I like this. So we have a fairy tale universe. Let's get some other universe to come mingle with the fairy tale land. Right, because on paper, Shrek 4 should have been so sick where they're like alternate timeline, the dark dystopian fairy tale land. Because we've seen the inverse, basically. It's the inverse movie. Right. In 3, we reach out a little bit. In 2, we sort of see other parts of the universe. In 1, we just learn about it. And 5, I'm saying, I really want to see this entire culture be faced with something more existential than just sort of like the fairy tale politics. So are we talking like fantasy? No, it's too close. What other what other book series or f- like what other se- like what genre could invade, not invade militar- militaristically, but like just okay. Well, the weakest part of three was their attempt to work in high school stuff. So right, that, that was kind of lame. Yeah, that's the worst part of that movie. But the part I liked more, I don't know, like the, I think Merlin's a great addition. Maybe like just more powerful mystical figures coming in from like other cultures, other stories, mm, other traditions. So like Norse mythology, Norse mythology. We get some Egyptian myths, myths. Right, Asian like, myths, if African we're doing myths. Fairy tales. Let's bring in like a global fairy tale. Thing. I love this. Right. This could be like also okay. You're oh making, my You're God. making movies for the international market. Right. Tell a story about Chinese fairy tales. Right. There's so many. Right. Bring them in. Why not? Yeah. Sell out. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's just widen your cultural lens. That's not selling out. <laughs> You, you say widening your cultural lens. I say selling out. I say selling yeah. out, tapping into that billion dollar Chinese market. I'm also not saying when will it end because I really think the Shrek universe, if we learned anything from Shrek the third, they can take this places. 
Yes. And Shrek, I think ultimately the problem with Shrek Forever After, it was too inward looking, it was too navel gazy. It's just not interesting. We don't want to see Shrek the conflicted father. We don't. It's not why we like Shrek. No, we were, we even already had that. Like we had the his conflict about becoming a father. Like they could have gone dark carver suburban nightmare shit, which obviously they can't because it is still a kids movie. So if you're going to like even tackle those themes, it's not going to come out good. We need yeah. something else. We need some fresh Shrek needs to be the ambassador now. Right. Or Shrek trains his kids to carry on the Shrek family tradition right. or like That's what I'm saying. Shrek needs to yeah. be he needs to be still top build, but he can't. He can't. He doesn't run this thing anymore. They did this backward looking movie way too early. For somehow, movie four was too early for what Shrek Forever After was trying to do. Yeah, and didn't work. Didn't work. So okay, you know we're getting towards the end of this. We we do have. Uh, we we have to watch Puss in Boots because again, I want to see how much it can stand on its own limb off of the Shrek trunk. Right. As an extension of the Shrekiverse. Yeah. I didn't learn anything playing Sugar Fever. About yeah, that was that. ultimately a lost cause. I mean, I did get some stars. It's like one, I got one key. I'm very proud of you. What's yeah. the key for? Yeah, unlock a little chest. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you yeah. got some more coins. I can't spend them on anything because this the store is closed, and the game will stop working in a matter of days. They're gonna take a digital phone track out back and shoot him. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm gonna keep the app on my phone just sort of see what happens. Next week. Well, I'm, I'm almost like, I feel a little ruined that you mentioned the Brexit jokes. I'm like, I want to see Shrek weigh in on all kinds of shit. Dude, tr- uh, Sh- Shrek on Trump? Can you imagine? I mean, can I, you we've imagine? Been, we've been talking. No, I, we already have been. Shrek, Shrek has been a Trump character this entire time in a way, but he learns. I, I don't buy that. He's buy golden this. walls. He's hates he's his refugees. Walls. He hates refugees. Yeah, yeah, but he learns to love them where Trump still has not. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be. I mean, like Trump, a conflicted father. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so I think uh, if five ever does come in, I'll take it. I don't think this is over, but my promise to when will it end, listeners, is that we will be in theaters the in the millisecond that movie comes out. We will be at Shrek Five. That was a whip sound for me being as fast as one. Okay, there you go. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Do you work on that? No, that's my whip noise. I got a whistle and I got a whip. Fantastic. If you. One for the whistle and one for the whip. That's see, when you whistle, when you whip real fast, you also get that whistling sound through the air. Yeah. Yeah, it works better separate. separate. Yeah, but I, I admire that you dreamed big. But like Shrek Forever After, it fell flat. <laughs> no one liked work. it. But yeah, yeah. so that's, a, that's sort of another rule. Again, not really going to talk about Star Wars that much. But also, oh my God. we're going to be we're doing series that are over. But if there's a new one, we'll be back. We're not going to leave you hanging. When the Shrekverse continues... We'll be there. When will it end? We'll, we'll be, be on there. the front lines of the Shrekverse as it continues to expand. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll, we'll leave it here for uh, Shrek Forever After. This is the the conclusion of the of the four canonic films. And I mean, obviously, Puss in Boots is canon, but it's like, you know, right. a side story. Yeah. I don't know how much Shrek we're going to get. They must... Okay, let's predict some Puss in Boots. Sure. Stuff. Let's talk. We're going to see him get laid. I think we're going to see Puss in Boots like, actually seduce someone all the way. So the end of... Shrek Forever After in the credits it like again nostalgia bullshit like it pulled literal scenes from the earlier movies they didn't even like reanimate them they just like pulled them out it's like a weird crappy collage it was awful really weird and the scene they chose for for Puss in Boots they chose two moments one was him licking his his area naughty area that cat dick second was him caressing the chin of one of his fuck Fuck cats. One of the mute, non-verbal cats he fucks. Yeah, like supposedly a real cat. It's, so he's it's, a talking cat and he's it's fucking real thing. cats. Very yeah. strange. It's Anyways. part of the magic of Shrek the Third. Go see it. You'll love it. Great movie. So anyway, uh, yeah, so I feel like that's basically his character is that he's a swashbuckling sex addict and he doesn't really do much fighting. So he obviously does a lot more fucking. And we had the missed opportunity of him discovering more about fatherhood and parenthood in three with the swap personalities. We wanted more out of that. Right. That could have been great if he had to, like, there was a moment where the kids all hugged Puss in Boots and Donkey got jealous and like, that's a great idea. Why didn't they do more with that? Anyway, so yes, I hope that we do get some just more about his fuck life. He's more of a Casanova, more of a Errol Flynn. Ooh, yeah. Fucker. I love Errol Flynn. Yeah. I love some Errol Flynn. Yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the swashbuckling sex adventures of that cat from the movies. It should be great. I love Antonio Banderas. Yeah. How can it go wrong? Really? How can it go wrong? Yeah. I, I'm. My expectations are high. The only problem is we are dealing with 2011. 
Yeah. The Shrek Shrekiverse sort of imploded in this era. So we'll just see what happens, see if they have more fun or see if We they were looking at the declining box office and Shrek not really an overseas movie. Shrek 2 Un- unbelievably successful, almost a billion dollar a movie. Billion dollar movie, mind blowing. And then like uh, three and four go from like eight something to seven something, and then Puss in Boots really kind of takes it in the fives. No, or? no, no. Uh, well, domestically, I remember it being like Puss in Boots was the lowest, with like one point six, and then Shrek was a little bit higher than that. Shrek two and three are about the same, or sorry, three and four are about the same, and then two is like a half a billion dollar movie domestically. That's Crazy. wild. Yeah. So we're ending the series, I think, mostly on a high note. I think I'm happy I watched the four Shrek movies. Yeah. I would say at the end of the day, if you're trying to economize in your Shrek viewing, um, you kind of got to watch one just to really get into the world. But one, two, three, I think the trilogy works really well. Four swings big, comes up short. I'm excited for Puss in Boots. Yeah. We're we're not done with the, the Shrekiverse. I promise you we're not done. We'll also try to scoop up some ancillary Shrek universe stuff, like whatever video game reviews or content we can find. Yeah. We're going to dig into that a little bit. But stay tuned for our final episode in the Shrek world where we'll look at Puss in Boots. And uh, stay tuned as we we, uh, ask, when will it end? Only Josh and Charles can make episodes for shows by Josh and Charles Productions, which this show has been produced by. Josh Landy's on the boards. Charles Hobby on the computer. Waste management. Getting those sweet tunes at you. What a show. Just a fucking incredible shit. I don't know, man. It's a good show. If you liked it, you can review us and rate us on iTunes. You can also like us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or, what the fuck did I say or? And, go for all three. Don't don't just do one. We're WWIE Podcast on all three. Easy to find, easy to like, easy to follow. You can engage with us there. Or you can send us emails to WWIEPodcast at gmail.com. Very similar and also easy to find. That's it for me. I don't know. Just, yeah. That, thanks so much. And uh, tune in again. We'll be back with another episode that's new in a week.